I submit this time to you. Lord, we want to hear your word speaking to our lives to form us in your way. Uh, Holy Spirit, we invite you into this teaching time, into this listening time, into this time as a community where we uh, look into the word that you have given us to apply to our lives. We ask that you uh, peacefully bring us into disruption, and in disruption you bring us to peace. We invite this to be about you and how we come after. So teach us, Lord, we pray. Amen. So today we are in Luke 6, 27 to 36, so feel free to turn there. Originally, the plans, you know, we're in a, a, a 66-week series, um, which is now, I can tell you officially, 68 weeks. Uh, the original plan was to do the Sermon on the Plains in one, like, shotgun blast, as many would have experienced it in reading it throughout the years and in Jesus' original teaching. Uh, but Kyle over here is, is a wise man. And he looked at it when we gave it to him last week. He's like, yeah, I think we should break this up. <laughs> and I said, you know what, I think you're right. Uh, so we gave the first part, part one last week to Kyle, and then this week was going to be part two. And I looked at this, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be part two of at least three. And uh, when we'll, <laughs> we'll see what we get next week. Maybe it's three of four, maybe it's four of eight. I don't know where we're going in, in this. Um, we want to respond to uh, what God wants to say through his scriptures to us, not just the plan that we wanted to be on. So we are in part two of some amount, and uh, this titled section in many Bibles, as you might see there, is love for enemies. Verse 27, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks of you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have done to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Now in this part, it says even, sinners. I'm going to expand the sinners word to the Greek because I, I think the word sinners is loaded with uh, history and context and use and misuse of that word. So I want to give us a bit more of a sense here um, of what is being said, not just the word that you've heard from the street preacher, the televangelist, or the person on your street, or even me. Uh, in the Greek, it would sound something more like this. Even ones who violate God's will or law love those who love them. Is that helpful? And if you, go, uh, if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is it to you, even sinners, ones who violate God's will or law, do that? And if you lend to those whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you, even those who violate God's will or law, lend to those who violate God's will or law, expecting to be repaid in full? But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because, it is, you know, because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. 
So let's pull a few things together here. Uh, first is the memory verse. I think it's worth naming. Uh, the memory verse that we just did, James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. We see Jesus in this section in Luke 26, or Luke 6.27. He says, but to you who are listening, I say. So the easiest option in today's teaching from this text is not to listen. That's the easiest one for you, right? We got a nice biblical loophole. If you want it, you can have it. But if you don't listen, you still have a problem. And I think that's sometimes how we approach God, is that we try to avoid the problems by not listening, but they are still there. So with that, we want to, and we, I hope for all of us, we want to be ones that don't just pause and not listen, but ones that come and say, God, we want what you want. We want your will. God, we want to desire what you desire for me and for you and through me and through us. Ignoring God is an option, and it's lived out by many. However, if our goal is to, if your goal is to live aligned with God, if your goal is to grow in the knowledge, the likeness, and lifestyle of Jesus, ignoring his teaching isn't going to be helpful in doing that. So, let's listen with intent. Jesus says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say many of us don't actually have, like, enemies. <laughs> like, what they're picturing here, right? I'm also going to go out on a limb and say that Jesus isn't telling us to go out and get enemies. That's not the application point here. I believe Jesus is speaking to a people who want to see the kingdom of God coming here. And he's informing them that the kingdom ways look like this as it touches down into our lives. That the kingdom of God is very, very different. The kingdom of God is one that meets hate, not with more hate, but actually love. Agape, if you will. Uh, agape is a genuine care or concern for another. So to be genuinely cared or caring for somebody who hates you, Anybody want to circle back to the part where we say you just don't have to listen to this teaching? I don't blame you. Some of us here have lived through terrible things. We've lived with terrible people in our lives, around us. And in a moment, I'm going to get to that. But the first step into this teaching is to know that the intention is that we have to come out somewhere along the line, closer and closer to what Jesus is calling us to. Genuinely caring for those who want evil for us or wants to do evil to us. So, I'll repeat that. We know that the intent of the outcome that we have here in following God is for God to form us to be people like Jesus where we genuinely care for those who want evil for us or do evil to us. The best example is Jesus. Jesus was, he withstood betrayal, he was tortured, 
was crucified. And in the midst of all that, he prayed in Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. So as followers of Jesus, ones who want to look and act and live like him, we follow him into this harder text. And in this, I want to name that we also have hardened hearts. We have hardened hearts that want to live in a comfortable way. As Kyle was sharing earlier, like we want to find these comfort spaces for ourselves. And there's value in comfort. God says, oh comfort, oh comfort. But in ourselves, we want to find comfort away from the things that God calls us deeper into. So we know that we can't just settle in good things and just the blessings and not move on. We want to linger longer, but we know that Jesus is calling us into a, a different way, that's a kingdom that's not good vibes only. Jesus calls us into things that aren't easy, but he calls us into things that are good. This text calls us to listen and to follow Jesus in loving people, specifically people who hate us or are against us or hurt us. The other morning, I was looking at this text, and I found uh, something that's interesting and I'm going to point out to you, um, as I, I, I think there's a tension in this text, as I think you already found, but I think there's another tension. I think in this text, there is, at least I notice, a movement of proximity that I want to name. Uh, it's kind of akin to Psalm 1, where in Psalm 1 it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Right? The, the psalm has a, a clear movement from walking to slowing down to standing, from standing to sitting. A slow movement towards being present to wicked. But here in Jesus' teaching, I see love, bless, and pray. Counterance to enemy, curse, and mistreat. Or as uh, some more bold translations say, abuse. So this was helpful for me as I know abused people. And I know this passage has been wrongfully used to justify staying in an experience of more abuse. And I know that God's will is not for you to stay in a place where transgressions can continue to pile up against you. And if that is your situation, or if you know somebody with that situation, here's the key if you want to fulfill this text. Prayer can be heard miles away. You don't need to stay to pray. You don't need to receive more abuse or more sins to be like Christ. And to those who have gotten out good, may God continue to meet you, continue to free you, and continue to form you more and more by his love. The movement, at least in this translation, is one that takes the far things and brings them close. The enemy is met with love. The middle things opposed with the opposite, cursing and blessing. And the closest things, like abuse, met with prayer that can be lived out afar. The kingdom way isn't one that responds with hate. But also the king is a just king. And he doesn't want to perpetuate injustice which we will also see shortly in the text. So at the very least, this text frees us 
from abuse, from a proximity of an abuser. In battles against the evil that abuse tries to form in us by safely moving us into a kingdom way. To restore, to be restored, to be loved, and to journey towards prayer for those who mistreat or abuse us. This isn't a simple or easy thing. This is a hard text. And I'd love to say that the destination is a simpler one, but the destination to live out a life deeply hurt as a follower of Jesus is hard. And being one that follows after God and allows God to do his work is hard. But knowing that this is a destination and the process is slow, it's very slow, but we know that this is the destination because that is also the teaching. And God's destination is to work in our lives us closer and closer to the heart of Jesus. So for us, as ones who are wounded disciples in a discipleship process, we want to live out no other way than the way of love. For those who've experienced abuse, this is not an overnight thing. This isn't of your will, and this isn't of your strength. This is only through God and his work drawing closer and deeper as he heals you more and more. And to those who support and encourage survivors, this long, slow, hard process is long, hard, and slow. So love deeply and like Jesus. I'm sure that this is more than enough to maul. I'm going to continue with the rest of the passage. But what I would love to do is give you, if this is where you need to sit, you have time just to pray in that. You have time just to sit in that. And I'm going to carry on through the teachings of Jesus, uh, but not until after I pray for us in this. Uh, Heavenly Father, I pray that your spirit um, is helping these words land in a way that love wins. Lord, I pray that your call to life uh, for those who have experienced greater tragedies is one that we as a church can handle and with care and love and support in hard things. Lord, make us a people who desire your will to live out enemy love whether it is bringing the enemy close, whether it's returning blessing from curse, or whether it is miles away in prayer. We want your kingdom, and we know that your kingdom is hard. But as followers of you, we will do hard things with you and by you and through you. And so we ask for you, Holy Spirit, to continue your good work in each one of our lives, whether we are ones that have received what is not due to us, or whether we are supporters of those who have also. May your kingdom come. The passage carries on in verse 29. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn them also the other. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have done to you. Now in Matthew's version. We have seen this exposited in many ways. We have seen that this is 
uh, both active and actually empowering of those who have received wrong. The turning of the cheek is a claim of dignity, demanding that they either go all in on the offense or they back down. The coat names the exploitation, that it's not just going to go unseen, that if you want this, let's go further, take it all. There is an extreme in the offense they are naming as they give over more. Giving without expectation is a life that lives out God's generosity even when the return isn't there as it should be. Which sets us up very well for the next section. Who do we do good to? If you love those who love you, what credit is it to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is it to you, even sinners? Remember, the ones who violate God's will or law do that. And even if you lend to those, or if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting repayment in full. But love your enemy. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. And you will be children of the Most High, because he is, the, because he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Be merciful. We are called into a different way than the world. Earlier when I asked you if you have people fighting to be your enemy, if we are Jesus-type people, I think people would realize that not only are Jesus' followers ones that are loved and loving, but they are deeply caring people. We will see, like in, in the Gospel of John, that if we act in this kingdom way, that we aren't just people that are going to take care of our own. That we aren't going to just love the ones that are before us, the one another's. We absolutely will. The greatest spot to be is closer and closer to Jesus. The blessings pour out. Uh, but we don't stop it at our doors. We are merciful. The kingdom is good for all. We are loving. We don't just take care of our own above all. It's not about our brand. It's not about our preferences. It's about Jesus' love and mercy being expressed through us to each other and to those who we meet. The nice, the lovely, the poor, the hungry, the jerks, the trolls, and the people clearly doing wrong. Love shapes our intent and our actions. Love doesn't mean we don't address the wrongs. That's not loving. Addressing the wrong is the, actually the, the most loving thing you can do for a person. But as you do it, love actually has to be the motivation in the conflict, but also the process. Love needs to be what is how and how this conflict is engaged. There's much, there's too much here to engage fully in this text, even, in this time. And so I can simply say, it's hard to let God's love lead. But we are followers. That's what we will do. And so going into this, I, I spent a bit more time trying to figure out what this idea looks like. And the idea here is not just another rule. 
These aren't the musts and oughts of Jesus. Jesus' teaching, he's bringing a picture of what the kingdom is like and what it would look like if it was lived out in a broken world by broken people like you and me. Followers continually learn that there's a gap between what the picture of the kingdom of God looks like and what we are living out. But God continues to call us further and further and closer and closer in this journey. And that's one of the reasons why we have James 1.22. And why he started this passage with, listen, don't ignore. There are implications from his teaching on the way that we approach enemies. And we don't have to do it out of legality. Actually, it's probably preferred not to move out of legality. As we are followers of Jesus, we realize that he doesn't want us to make up rules about how to follow him but actually to be in relationship with him as we follow. It's not that you must love the enemy. And it's not that you must give up your shirt. And it's not that you must lend out or that you must turn the other cheek. It's a hundred, that's a thousand percent no. I'm not a stats guy, but that's over a thousand percent no. Jesus is teaching us what the kingdom is like. Uh, N.T. Wright puts it like this. Jesus is teaching us that the glorious, uproarious, absurd generosity of the kingdom of God is like this. I said tangibly, think of the best thing you can do for the worst person and go ahead and do it. It's a kingdom imagination being empowered, allowing you to walk in step with the spirit, walk in step with your wiring and your ability to creatively live out the kingdom as ambassadors, as, as children of the most high, this isn't just checking off your moral boxes of following Jesus. It is about the relationship with Jesus that changes our heart's attitude. And so, here's my experience. A number of years ago, I was a younger man in a Bible college. Right? Woo! Anybody? No. Right? That's good. It's helping here. Um, and I was interested in a girl. Right? Now we're getting the good stuff. Hey, uh, uh, Bible college, it like happens in the first week, right? Uh, so she and I had been friends for a long, long time. And things were finally actually getting some traction, which is exciting, it's encouraging, right? I'm, I'm moving out of the friend zone, anybody? Amens? Amens there, right? Well, along comes another guy. Oh, right, this is like good TV now. Um, and he's from the same church. And here we are at the church picnic, and somehow him and I get paired up for the egg toss. <laughs> right? Yeah, hey, come on. So, like, you know what the egg, it's an unboiled egg that you're hucking, and like, you're, you're supposed to be competing against others for how far away you can get, but he's tossing it with a little extra heat. I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, he's, not only is he trying to move in on the girl I, I'm about to date, but he's also trying to get egg on me. This is, like, a great offense. And I'll have you know that God is good, my hands were like the softest hands. I was catching. I'm not even like that skilled. I'm more of a bricklayer than anything else. But somehow I'm just like, oh, yeah, I got it. Nothing. And, you know, returning back a soft lob. Like, I'm not doing evil to evil. But, oh, come on. Come on. Like, another step back. All right. Like, it's, and I'm not a baseball player. So, like, God was good in this. The egg broke nowhere on me. Nowhere not, like, and it wasn't on my side for not catching. That's the other key point. God is good. So what I found out later is that they really started hitting it off. Uh, they headed out uh, doing some ATVing out on 
his property, doing like great times, great things. And so yeah, this guy's my enemy now. Uh, the following week, I'm working at Starbucks, and he comes in, and she's out in the car. Come on, right? You know where I work, so this is like enemy, right? Slap me in the face kind of thing. Well, this is where the teachings of Jesus comes to mind. Right? You don't return evil for evil. You bless. Those that curse you, you bless. So... I gave him the coffee for free out of my allotment for that day. I didn't get my you know, $6 free latte or whatever at break time. Um, and I got a thank you, and he went on. And that shifted something for me. My heart changed. I was angry. I would say even hated that this is going on. Um, but that kingdom way and that practice of giving a blessing something I did not want to support. I did not like that. Um, but I blessed him, and I did the absurd thing. And he walked away, and I was changed more into the kingdom person that Jesus teaches us to be. Not because I want to check off that box, and I want to make a sermon illustration late, years later. Bonuses. The moment I had was, do I listen to the teachings of Jesus, or do I upcharge this guy? Right? holy indignation. No, I got the opportunity to challenge my heart in this. And so you're probably wondering, did they end up marrying? Right? You're thinking about it, right? Like, did it work out? Should I tell you? Of course, yeah. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Good, right? <laughs> I'm not bitter. It's fine. You're bitter. So a few weeks later, um, that ended. And I also knew that she wasn't the girl for me. And so there was clarity in the brokenness and the hardship and all that goes on and then the humor, of course. Um, but this is the teaching of Jesus, lived out in a, a humorous, coffee, egg-filled way. Emotions are involved, and we have a choice to listen to the teachings of Jesus. So this week, I would love for you to consider those around you. Is there someone who has wronged you? Is there someone who is against you that God might, keyword, might want to partner with you in loving or journeying a step further in love? Please do not do this enemy love out of duty this week. But if you want to step forward, it is to be stepped forward in unity with Christ. Back where the verse started. The kingdom is a kingdom of love. It looks very different as we apply it. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Love. Do good. Bless. Pray. If you have an enemy, ask God if he wants you to walk with you into this kingdom as you walk it out. That way, any action you take is in his will and of his way. So this week, let us love. Let us live in his will. Let us live in his way and if you want to chat, please do. Reach out to me. Let's 
have some conversations. This is a hard teaching. But as followers, let's be merciful just as our Father is merciful. And let's hear these words and let's live out the blessing. I'll pray for us. Uh, Father, you know every one of our stories. You know every single offense that we have done, but also the ones that have been done to us. We're sorry. We're sorry for the parts that we contribute that are just wrong. We're sorry for the way that we've engaged with things, delighting in evil and not what is good. And we cry out, Father, forgive us. We don't know what we're doing. Make us merciful people. Make us ones that want your will. Make us ones that will return blessings for cursings. Make us ones that will pray from afar. Make us ones that seek out our enemy and are willing to sit at that table. May your kingdom come in our hearts as it is in heaven. We pray. Amen. Blessings, church.